Welcome to the Rescue One podcast. Each week, we talk about challenging the way we do business in the fire service when it comes to mental and physical health. I believe there's a better way to do it, and I want to bring in experts that can teach us exactly how and why we should be doing things differently for the sake of our longevity on and off the job. If we can just rescue one of our brother or sister firefighters from preventable injury, illness, or disability, then we've done our job. Thanks for listening. You know, as soon as an incident is done, we need to have a little bit of a diffuser. Specifically, I think we should talk about how it works because it can be more harm than good sometimes. So uh, I want to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is uh, CISD or CISM. And uh, it's very important for us to realize what our role is as first responders, as firefighters, uh, with our brothers and sisters when we notice a problem or after a critical incident and what we are actually supposed to do, but what we're also not supposed to do. I'm on the uh, peer support team for my fire department, and um, I've got uh, about 12 years on the job, 14 years total experience. Um, I've seen a, um, a, my share of critical incidents or what we would call traumatic incidents or or something that w- would require, you know, um, a debrief. What I've noticed in my experience and now being a company officer is that it hits everybody differently. You know, you I'm sure everybody would would agree with me that some incidents really don't make an impact at all on one person and they can make a huge impact on another emotionally. And I think our job, especially if you're a company officer, but our job in general is to kind of keep an eye on our members and say, is this person in particular bothered by this? Um, the best thing we can do is to determine what a critical incident is per person and maybe understand and have an open mind that a critical incident doesn't necessarily have to be um, something that's uh, the same for everybody all the way around. It can be different. So, um, you know, as soon as an incident is done, we need to have a little bit of a diffusal. And I think there's some verbiage change between a debrief and a diffusing. Um, You know, I really don't care what you call it. But you need to talk with your crew as soon as uh, you can. Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, check on everybody after the call, um, even while we're still on scene, sometimes if it's a very extended scene, and before we get back in service, if that's the case. Um, if it's one of those ones where you kind of show up and it's just a horrific scene and there's really not um, much to do, then you pack up and you go home um, to the station or the house and you talk, um, you talk there. You know, but don't wait a few days. Don't don't wait um, longer than than, uh, you know, uh, after the incident is fresh, because right then is the best time to let everybody know that you have an open door policy and get the communication out there. Reason being, not everybody feels the same. Right. We've established that not everybody. Not everybody gets impacted the same way from a call. So if that's the case, then maybe those feelings will come up later. And if they come up later, that's normal. But if you had uh, this feeling of being closed off right from the beginning, then if somebody starts to feel different or starts to feel emotional or feel that they're having trouble sleeping or feeling depressed about that call, they're not going to open up about it because they think that the door has already been closed and that they don't want to bring it up now. Everybody else is good. Why am I going to bring this up? I don't want to be the weak link or I don't want to um, bring it up when everybody else is okay. So if you right off the bat, say that, you know, it's okay to feel not okay. It's okay to have a certain type of emotion, whether it's anger, whether it's humor, whether it's, um, you know, uh, feelings of depression, sadness, loss of sleep, whatever, all that's normal. 
you know, and uh, just talk to me about it if you need to. Kind of get a feel for how everybody's doing around the table. Sit down, give out some positivity, you know. Now's not the time for critique. When you sit down and have these diffusals or these debriefs, you need to start off by saying, look, here's what I noticed that everybody rocked at. You know, you got the airway very quickly or the hose line got deployed really, really quick. You know, the fire went out as fast as it possibly could. We had a lot of challenges and everybody nailed it. You know, uh, this isn't the time to say like, hey, you know, how many times have we trained on that, trained on that portable standpipe? You guys didn't, you know, tie it off the way you were supposed to. That was a big delay in water, you know, getting to the nozzle. Don't, don't bring that stuff up. You know, that's for a different time. What you should be bringing up is saying, hey, that was a really tough, um, tough deployment. I'm glad we got it done as fast as we did. Or that was a really tough airway. I'm glad you got, you captured it as fast as you did. And uh, say, you know, you gave the patient the best chance. You gave um, the victim the best chance. So, you know, if you're thinking of it like that, um, I'm trying to put that out there. It gives a little bit of reassurance to the guys and girls because we're hard enough on ourselves as it is. And after a really traumatic incident, we're not going to be um, too nice on ourselves, you know. So don't make it worse. Uh, try to just be positive. No negatives. All right. Even if you notice stuff, save that for another time, if ever. All right. Um, and it doesn't always have to be the company officer that brings up this communication. You know, if, if you're a firefighter and you notice nobody's talking about it, just say like, you know, pull, pull at least one person aside, if not everybody and start to say, Hey, we did great. Everybody did well. We did as good as we could have. Um, you know, whatever happened, happened. And, uh, they're the patient or the victim or whomever is lucky that we were here today, that, that we were the ones that showed up because we, we did a good job. Um, you have to put some kind of positivity on there. I'm not selling patronize everybody and sell it over the moon, but find something that's, that you can say, uh, say something positive about and say it. Um, so while it should be the company officer that initiates that informal debrief, you know, it, it can be anybody, right? Um, one thing on that, um, you know, if you Google a little bit and look up how CISM works or how CISD works, um, you know, there is a lot of research out there that will say single session CISD debriefings are more harm than good. And if you look at why, um, now whether you agree with that or not is, is a different conversation, but if you look at why, uh, people had negative experiences with them. That means that they were, you know, told that they, they you know, people were reported being chastised for not feeling emotional about an event. They were, um, they were feeling uncomfortable around the whole event that, uh, they were like being goaded to talk when they didn't want to talk. Um, you know, and, and ultimately with these reasons, and they're all anecdotal with these reasons, um, people actually felt more or worsening symptoms of post-traumatic stress down the line instead of having, uh, reduced symptoms, which isn't what we want. But even that, we're not talking about that right now. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about getting your crew together and informally checking on everybody and making sure that uh, if you notice a behavior that is off, that you can sense that you might need to escalate this up to a professional. Whether it's calling in the peer support team, whether it's referring them to a mental health professional through EAP or something that your department um, provides. You know, that's what you got to do. We're not, as uh, this diffusal happens, this initial informal talk, we're not trying to diagnose or cure anything. All we're trying to do is talk to everybody and let the crew know that we are here for each other, we can talk to each other, and that if something seems off, 
Maybe it won't come up right then. They can talk about it at any time later. And then the last thing I want to talk about is actually following up and, and do it naturally. Let, let your own persona come out. You don't have to have some scripted speech, right? But checking on them, the shift after is also good, you know, um, because it lets them know you, genu- you genuinely care. That's what good leaders are, are about. And it also checks to see if anything changed, you know, and I'm not saying from then on you have to check on them every shift. But mentally, you know, you got to keep an eye on your guys and girls and make sure that if something seems abnormal, it might be, you know, you know them really well if you're working with them for a while. Um, So, you know, recognition is important. Establishing that good communication um, or open lines of communication are, are always there is important. And if you notice anything that's abnormal, don't be afraid to escalate it to the peer support team, the IFF Center of Excellence, or let them know that there are hotlines out there like Next Rung that can do peer support over the phone without them having to have even go in and see anybody. Um, you know, so I think like it as a whole is kind of um, misunderstood a little bit uh, at, at every level, at the entry level where we're doing our defusing, at the high level where we're thinking we're going to be committed to a mental institution if we have any type of post-traumatic stress and everywhere in between, you know. we. But the most important thing that we need to remember is regardless of what research says about CISD or CISM's effectiveness, there is no harm in talking to your crew after this happens, uh, after a critical incident happens, and being upfront that your communication, you have an open door policy for uh, communication and if they ever need to talk. That's what I want to get across that, you know, we have to do that step first. So um, please share this around. You know, uh, if you guys don't have a peer support team um, on your department, you know, that's something that you can strive for. The IAFF has uh, instructors that can come down and actually uh, train the trainer kind of thing where you can get a crew going, a team going of peer support professionals that are your firefighters. And if something happens, then um, you can activate that team and and those people can go in there and talk. Um, And then just, you know, to check up on them in general. Um, You know, guys have problems off shift that have nothing to do with the job, you know, that, that affect the job, problems with their personal lives. So having these teams are extremely important and uh, they help reduce some of those stressors that we have on the job and off the job. Um, if you need more information on that, you can DM me. I'd be happy to help you uh, you know, with that. And I'll point you in the right direction or even get those contacts to you. Um, it is through the IFF, so you, you would have to be a union member in that case. But you know the volunteer, um, the volunteer fire associations in the, uh, in the U.S. also have programs as well. And I can help you with those if you want. Uh, I just want you guys to, to kind of have those resources out there. And if, if there's anything I can do, I, I, I'd be happy to help you. You can email me at jv at omnianaturals.com or just DM me on, on Instagram here, leave a comment, whatever you want to do. Um, I'd be happy to help. And just make sure that uh, you kind of share this message around with the guys and girls in the firehouse and, and that you guys stay safe and take care of each other. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.